0: Murdering Michael Malloy is an original screenplay based on a notorious true crime case that happened in the Bronx, New York in the early 1930s. It involved a man named Anthony Marino, the owner of a bar that faced constant financial problems, a group of Marino's cohorts, and an aging neighborhood drunk named Michael Malloy. In the previous episode, Marino and his gang took out three separate life insurance policies on Malloy with the assumption that, with their help, he'll drink himself to death. Unfortunately for them, their first attempt, which involved leaving him passed out drunk and naked in the snow on a winter night, didn't achieve the desired results. As the following day, Michael Malloy showed up at Marino's bar, suffering from a mild cold. The gang next attempted to poison Malloy. After ingesting a sandwich of rotten sardines filled with nails, wood shavings, and rat poison, as well as a gin cocktail laced with horse liniment and antifreeze, Malloy collapsed, unconscious. Marino and company, having finally achieved their goal, are awaiting the local doctor who will sign the death certificate.
1: Faster we get the death certificate, faster this whole thing will be behind us. Wait,
2: first we drag him out in the alley. I don't want people knowing I had a dead mick on my floor.
0: Manzella was duly summoned to Marino's and arrived half an hour later.
2: So, Mr. Marino, uh, did you serve him? Absolutely not. He's a bum with a tap the size of my... He never paid up. I told him to scram. When he came inside, he must have killed. We was all upstairs. Well, I need the coroner. I'll, I'll make this quick. How much doves you guys got less than a dime? Christ, Harry, you got anything? Oh, come on, Tony. I got kids at home need to eat. Screw your kids. Tomorrow we're splitting over three grand on this goddamn stiff.
1: I'll cover half, Harry, in a week if we don't collect.
2: We're collecting tomorrow, goddammit. it. Now give me what you got. Uh, hey, Doc. What, Mr. Marino? This is for you. 150 cash. You can count it. Just sign the certificate and there'll be another 100 for you in a week. Make it 200.
0: At Pasqua's burial services, the gang watched as Michael Malloy was gently fitted into a pine coffin.
2: Don't you gotta put him in for maldehyde? Lime will do. How soon till I get my 50 bucks? I show the certificate to the insurance guys first thing tomorrow, and we'll be swimming in it. Tony? We'll get us all new suits, new cufflinks while we're at it. Tony?
1: What? You can't collect on the corpse without an official certification of burial or cremation from the cemetery. Christ.
2: Anyone else want to tell me why I can't collect on this stiff? Well, how hard's one of them to get once we buried the stiff?
1: Oh, not hard at all. Guard's there 24 hours hours. Tomorrow, I'm going to Potter's Field in the afternoon. I'll put him in the ground You'll put him in the ground now. Gee, I don't know. I don't ordinarily work nights. They see me burying somebody in the dead of night. So tell them to mind their own business. Tony, maybe
2: Frank's right. What if they see him and start asking? They, they, who's they? There's no such thing, Harry. Unless one of us queers things and says, it wasn't my idea, they told me to do it, we bury him now and cash in first thing tomorrow. They, Christ.
3: How far are we,
1: Frank? Uh, uh, ten blocks or so.
3: Gee, I ain't ever been to Potter's Field. Is it nice? Now you're about to find out, genius.
4: Ben. Bless you. Thank you, Joseph. Son of a bitch. He's alive. Ah! smell in this place is killing me. Where am I now? Jesus, what happened? Anthony! This is it you. Could you unlock this closet, perhaps, and give me some fresh air? What do we do? we do is what we came to
1: do, put him on the ground. Oh, I couldn't, Tony. Why not? We got the deaths to forget. Because I buried dead people, not live ones. Maybe it's for the best, Tony. Maybe somebody up there is telling us to let the guy live. I mean, he's still alive, ain't he?
2: No, he ain't. He's dead. His body just don't know yet. Ugh. Give me a hand with this box. What are we doing with it? We're leaving it right here on the road. How are
1: we going to explain how it got
2: here? Those swinging doors on the back floor open and you didn't hear
1: it fall off the truck. Only an idiot couldn't hear that thing fall off my truck. So say you hired an idiot because it was your night off.
0: It was at 3 a.m. when a sleeping Anthony Marino was awakened by a knock on the door.
2: We're closed. Can't you understand it's 3 in the goddamn morning? Stop that knocking or come out there and
4: I'll break your... You want I should tear your face off? Because I will if you keep it up. Anthony, so sorry to bother you, but I wonder if I could splash a little whiskey down my throat. I I found myself in a most unwholesome environment. Still not quite sure where I was. Perhaps a wee one will bring my senses around You fed him goddamn horse
2: liniment? And bad sardines with metal shavings and nails. And antifreeze. Even left him in a coffin on the side of the road. Can you beat that, Tiny? I ought to beat you, you dumb lung guinea.
5: If they did an autopsy on him... Don't worry, I got Manzella, the quack from the Grand Concourse, to sign the death certificate. Terrific! And the Rummy's still walking the streets. So you say the poison kicks in while you and I are sitting here gabbing it up and Manzella ain't around. The autopsy turns up the poison and Manzella puts him in your place last night. Jesus, Tony, maybe I've been wrong about you all these years. You're no smarter than that Duff and Dumb bartender of yours or that shinny with that fruit cart. Hey, they happen to be pals of mine. Well, ain't that sweet and lovely. And you are carrying them all on this deal? And between the four of you, you can't knock off a two-bit souse with more booze than blood in his veins? Christ, Tony, this was some idea of yours. So is him lawyer at your place? Okay. He ain't walking out of there tonight, garish.
2: He's gonna drink till he drops. We tried that approach already, Tiny. He kills, but he always
5: comes too. Plus, which, I'm running out of stock. I'll take care of that. This time, when he keels, take him over to Stuff Schultz's lot on Baychester Road. I thought he was in the joint for a year. Exactly. I got the keys to the gate on account of I'm the kind of guy who does favors for those that I like. What do we do once we're there? You keep it simple. Your sheeny friend with the cab, gonna run him over good and in privacy there. A caretaker come by a couple times a week, he'll find a body, and all of this
4: for only 50%. Of what? To take, you dumb guinea.
0: Later that night at Marino's...
4: And I knew that he was standing up on the Black Doc's shameful pen. And that never would I see his face for real or all again.
3: How's he remember all this junk? I would have thought he'd be too pickled to remember his own name.
4: Yeah, Mighty dry the throat gets when one's been reciting for an hour or so. Try
3: two hours.
4: Pour on one, Murph. I'm afraid I've exceeded the limit Mr. Marino placed in my tablet.
1: Don't worry, it's on us.
4: Ah, a prison wall was round us both. Two outcast men we were. The world hath thrust us from its heart, and God from out his care. And the iron gin that waits for sin had caught us in its snare. That's so boy. Why, it's Anthony. But I don't see him. I'm up here, my I was listening from my room where I was doing the books.
2: Sounds like you fellas are having quite the time of things
4: down
1: here. Oh, it's been a real riot, Tony. Why don't you come down and join us, huh, Tony?
4: It would be an honor if you would. Say, what's that bottle in your hand?
2: Why, it's a little gift from Mr. Tiny Bustone himself. A bottle of the real stuff. The Canadian hooch that Joe Kennedy's buying up. They say there's nothing like it.
4: Ah, Well, we'll have to be the judge of that, won't we, Anthony? Say, it is good, unusual. Perhaps because I'm so used to the inferior stuff. That I've been serving?
2: Is that what you was gonna say? Because believe me, Malloy, you're getting a good deal in my place and I don't stand for no
4: insults. Ah, apologies, Anthony. A clumsy thing for me to even think. Perhaps a little humor is the order of the day. Do you know that God created the Italian from Adam's excrement? That right. Aye. He held it in his hands and rolled it into a neat little ball. And with all his might, he threw it against that wall. And it made a noise. Whop! <laughs> and it turned into an Italian.
5: Tony, I think maybe we ought to relax a little and.
4: <laughs> Say, that's rich, Molloy. You got guts, I like. No, you. you don't, Anthony. But I'm of use to you. Yeah. How do you figure? My boy, I've contributed little to the betterment of humanity in this life. Indeed, some might call my time on Earth an utter waste, an error on the good Lord's part to have granted me his benevolence. And but for you, Anthony, my life would indeed be a waste. Yeah? How do you figure? I have something that you need. And both of us will be better for the exchange. All I can give you, my son, is a bit of luck. It's what you need the most, is it not? To stop the struggle and ward off the blackness that you've known. Yeah, luck is a sucker's religion. Anyway,
2: what happened to you that makes you
4: think you got any luck? Well, when I was a lad and first discovered the pleasures to be had in the world of the spirits, I learned the dangers as well. Firsthand, I might add. Rolled by some sailors, beaten for me money, strapped to a tree, tortured for a boyish laugh. Left dead that night in the river on the edge of the village where my mum died. Here, Anthony. Take this gold piece. Read the back. Well, actually, it don't read so good. Ah well, no need to read it really. The point is that coin was in my pocket that night. That night I was attacked. The night I was left for dead. But those sailors knew not of that. They knew not that I, a son of Aaron, am indeed a son of him. Our Lord Jesus. And as such, I'm invested with his unearthly demeanor. They knew not then that the night was mine. Hey, my lord.
2: You okay? Tony. Ain't we want him? Get, get the car. What are you waiting for? And, and give me that coin. Maybe it's worth enough to cover some of his tab. Where are we going? Stuff Schultz's lot on Baychester Avenue. Make a right. It's on the corner. Pull him out.
5: I need some help. He's kind of heavy for such a skinny guy. I'll
2: I'll take his legs. Now set him him down right over here, right in front of the headlights. Harry, when I give you the signal, gun it. I don't know, Tony. I never won anyone over before. So now's your chance.
3: Why's it gotta be me? My cab killing it with me driving? I don't think it's fair that I gotta
2: do all the dirty work. Okay, Monkhead, Get out of the cab. I'll do it.
5: Yes. Oh, I'm gonna be sick.
1: Well, how's it look? You got one of his legs. You ought to try getting the other. Maybe flatten his stomach and face while you're at it.
2: Well?
3: Uh, I think that might have done it.
2: Where's the fake ID? I got it. All
3: right,
2: so put it in his pocket and let's get out of here. I'll drive seeing how Harry here is too scared of the boogeyman to run over a drunk mixed son. Gee,
5: he didn't look too good to me. In fact he kind of flattened out so he seemed like he wasn't there yeah that was the point
1: genius hey tony slow down i see something holy what the hell stay calm how are we supposed to stay calm the cops is on us
4: evening officer you got a license for this hack
1: of course it's in the glove box here
4: priceberg
2: isn't
3: yeah, uh, is it?
4: yeah. Oh. which one of you is
2: christberg he, he is. He is. He means he is. He's drunk. That's why I'm driving his hack. You got any
4: ID? Sure. Here you go. Uh, Michael Malloy. What about him? Are you getting smart on me?
1: No, he ain't smart.
4: It says here on this ID that you're Michael Malloy. Now, is is your agent. Yeah, of course. That's me. Nah. You still living at 4081 3rd Avenue, Mr. Malloy? Yeah, sure. You don't look Irish. Just lucky, I guess. You know why I stopped you? Not exactly. You got no back bumper on your hack. Get it fixed. All right, see, everything's
0: okay.
3: No, it ain't. Why not? Because if you got Malloy's ID, then he's got yours. Know what that means, Tony? You're your own beneficiary.
0: Can you beat that? That night, fearful of depleting his ever-dwindling stock of liquor, Marino didn't open his bar for business. Instead, he sat alone, gazing at the Hollywood Fan Magazine articles and pictures.
4: We're closed.
0: Even to Carol Lombard?
3: What are you doing here? I got dressed up just for you, Anthony. I wore this little number and no man of her own. I like the brimmed hat. helps to hide a shiner. Like the one you gave me in the park. Remember that?
2: Come on in, I guess.
3: So, quiet tonight.
2: Can't afford to stay open. Can you beat that? Hey, you know I'm sorry about the Shiner. Don't know what got into me.
3: You never know what gets into you, do you, Anthony? Anyway, I'm willing to forgive and forget. Providing you are. Okay, then. We made up. Is that it? If you wanted to be. I should remind you before I go that Tiny's loan is due and you'll get the same treatment every other guy in the neighborhood gets if you don't pay. I'll take care of Baston when I'm good and ready. You know, Anthony, people like me and you do better when we stick together. I suppose you think you're making a play for
2: me, huh? Well, forget it. I'm through with people like you. I told you before, I ain't no queer. So get that out of your oh, head. Oh,
3: I know what you are, Anthony. Better than you do. Come here, sweetie. Carol wants to touch you where you like. Well, okay then. Mm. I'm not, I'm ai never, look, I want to... Don't speak, you don't have to tell me. I understand everything about you. Except... One thing. Why would you go through so much trouble to knock over the old rummy for a lousy 800 bucks?
2: Hmm. Maybe it's more.
3: How much more?
2: Hmm. Oh, this deal's gonna be the one. It's gonna make everything what went before it right. I got three policies and I'm collecting
3: on all of them. I had a feeling there was something special about this deal. And about you, Sugar Lips. And I ain't told Tiny that. So keep it, Mom, get me? Of course I do. You know my secrets, Sugar Lips. Now I know yours. Christ! What good's a dead rummy if you can't collect on him? Maybe
1: he got buried in the snow. It's supposed to clear up next week. Uh Uh-uh. I've been all over that lot personally myself. Who
2: says we can't collect? We ain't got a body. There's ten million bodies in this town. You tell me we ain't got no body? We get ourselves a body we find a mick with the same description we off him the same way. Only this time, we put the right papers on him. And if that don't work, we find ourselves another mick and we off him until we get our goddamn body. Am I being clear?
0: That night on Gun Hill Road, Marino and his gang stuffed themselves into Harry Kreisberg's cab and drove past the burning barrels around which the neighborhood indigents warmed themselves.
1: Hey, who's that guy? I know him. A fella named John Murray. Did some repair work on my funeral parlor when the ceiling caved in. He used to board in the same house as me. Get him over here. Hey, Murray. Uh, who's that? It's me, Murphy. Huh. Well, of course it is. Red Murphy, how are you, Murphy? What do I say? So you're fine. I'm fine. Hey,
4: you still going to those workers' party meetings?
5: Nah, I gave him the brush.
4: They go bastard you worked for made you quit, did he?
5: Say, is that Frank
4: Pasqua? I see?
1: Uh, how are you?
4: Uh, not too good. I haven't earned a dime since I last worked for you. That was a year ago. Seems like nobody in the Bronx needs a plaster work done when they ain't got what to eat.
2: So you do plaster work.
4: Who's that now? Joe's Dago boss
2: himself. I didn't mean no disrespect. Skip it. I run me a tavern on Third Avenue. It just so happens I got some holes in the plaster that need mending. Really? Why? Well, I'll, I'll come by first thing in the morning. They need mending tonight. Hop in. We'll even throw in a couple of shots of hooch. I suppose this is my lucky night. Yeah, how about that? I don't know, night. Uh, just how far We're is your place? We're almost there. Why are we pulling into this lot? Go on, fellas, give them a shove. What are you, what are you doing?
5: Hey, wait, what's going on? What, what, what did I do? What are you doing? Hey, you killed
2: me! Hit him. Right, him! Then back up and do it again. Christ, Tony, once is enough.
1: What I said, do it! I'm going to be sick.
0: The next morning, Anthony Marino was awakened by a knock on the door.
1: We're closed. Can't you understand it? He's over at Lincoln Hospital. Now I'm on the goddamn hook, Tony. They called me on account of the
0: ID listed me as his last employer. He's alive? That was the end of episode three of Murdering Michael Malloy a four-part podcast adaptation of the original screenplay by the same name, written by Raymond DiFellida and David Zellerford, and recorded for season one of Screenplay Resurrection by Hangover Lounge. Murdering Michael Malloy stars the late Kevin Conway as Michael Malloy and Joseph DeVito as Anthony Marino. Robert Bruzio plays Murphy. Frank Whaley plays Kreisberg. Michael Rispoli plays Pasquale. Joe Perino plays Maglioni, and Gary Pastore plays Tiny Bastone. Other voices include Kyle Kessis, Chuck Montgomery, and Rachel McIntosh. I'm your narrator, Farron Neme. You can follow us on Instagram at Screenplay Resurrection and join our mailing list at ScreenplayResurrection.com. There you will find all the information you need to enter your own screenplay for consideration for an audio production on our podcast. Thanks for listening and please come back for more.